Hi, it's Mike. Thanks for listening to the Thanks I'm Here All Week podcast. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that this is not a podcast for the kids. This podcast will most likely contain some adult language and subject matter. Actually, trust me, I know all of the guests. And along the way, there's going to be stories of drinking and drugs and smoking and gambling and, of course, sex. And not necessarily in that order. Pretty much if you can think of a vice or a bad behavior, I'm sure we'll be getting around to it. We'll be touching on all of the seven deadly sins, and I wouldn't be surprised if we don't invent three or four new ones along the way. Some of the stories you'll hear happened in a time when public attitudes were not as open and accepting as they've come to be. Luckily, we've all grown up a little bit since then, and for the sake of these stories, we are going to try our best to be respectful. So with all of that in mind, I invite you to either run away now or sit back and enjoy. Oh, and one more thing. I'm still learning how all this equipment works, so please excuse the fact that this week's episode begins mid-sentence. The Thanks I'm Here All Week podcast. It's a comedy podcast. I am your host, Mike Giganti, and I've never heard of you either. But uh, we are going to get things started. This is a uh, comedy podcast. Uh, I have to explain myself, and that's why we're doing this number zero uh, beginning podcast. And I say we because I'm joined by two guest hosts, uh, Cosmo and Richie from the Comically Late podcast, who they have had me on as a guest and um looking at my notes apparently cosmo you are my son is that correct <laughs> yes that does okay. seem to be the case <laughs> yes, okay. you, you look <laughs> I regretfully so no <laughs> yes yes okay. so i know i know all about you. you you do yeah and i know all about you and i know a little bit about richie um you you've been friends with richie for several years and uh by osmosis uh i have too uh, yes. because, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Cosmo and his friends uh, don't mind being seen with uh, dad and mom time. And no, uh, yeah, and uh, they, they invite us out drinking with them every once in a while, which is always fun. It's, but, it's uh, weird that once you're an adult, your 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 friends' parents just kind of become like cool older adults, older adults <laughs> you can hang out with sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's not Cosmo's <laughs> mommy and daddy, right? Right. <laughs> They're not going to possibly yell at them at some point. <laughs> well, cool. The reason I invited you guys on is because uh, you've been doing a comically late podcast for uh, several months now. Comic book, uh, Dungeons, Dragons, uh, pop Lots culture type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of freeform what you feel like talking about, but you do have a, uh, have a topic each time. Right. Uh, but yep. uh, one thing... Uh, that you guys probably found difficult is talking about yourselves. Yeah, we don't, we do very little of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so, there was, I think, like one episode where I was like, should we talk about ourselves a little? And we, <laughs> we talked for like five minutes and then immediately started talking about other stuff again. But I, I, but I will say, I think we kind of like got into it a little bit. Um, I think it, we, we grew into talking to uh, talking about ourselves a little bit more. Um, I mean, yes, most of the time it's in the opinions of comic books or TV shows or whatever, but, um, but I mean, it's, we, we slowly kind of, we, we have a little bit of a banter at the beginning of each episode and 
Um, depending on how much we like the comic book, it ends up being the entire episode because we don't like the comic and we don't like talking about it. So <laughs> and we like we like to keep it organic if we can. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I'm going to be going for here. And actually, um, the reason you guys are here is I'm going to turn the hosting over to the two of you so you can interview me and my new audience um, can get to know who I am before I start bringing, uh, I, I don't want to say real guests on, but, uh, <laughs> How but dare you'll you. understand why I mean. Real guests, <laughs> no, uh, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Your your guests will be more relevant to your every, your yeah. episode average, right? Your your yeah. average episode. Yeah. Right? We are, you we guys are... can't have Batman on. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so... Um, We'll pretend like there was some royalty-free music, and we'll say, action, guys, go. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the I'll Be Here All Week um, podcast. Thanks, I'm here all week. We'll cut. We're going to yeah. cut. <laughs> Don't Definitely cut. wasn't prepared to like, do leave that. It, leave it in. <laughs> leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- with this podcast, there's going to be a lot of leaving it in. Uh, I, I imagine. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, so you got your you you were a stand-up comedian for years, right? I was. Yeah. Um, I started doing stand-up comedy uh, in 1983. I think it was January, February 1983. I was like 19 years old and just decided finally it it's time. I've always wanted to do it. Um, Cosmo can tell you, um, my father is a very funny man. Um, we could do a uh, Sergio podcast. I, I that, think that would be a, that would yeah. be a funny thing to just like have me and him on a call on a, um, podcast yeah. at one point. That would be yeah. a good one. That would be good. But, uh, <laughs> but both sides of the family, uh, uh, cousins, uh, it's an Italian family family on one side uh irish and german on the other side uncles were all funny cousins were funny and everything so that just and still everybody hates each other yeah yeah there's there's a very (laughs) there's a very uh complicated uh org chart of who talks to who and who doesn't (laughs) and and all that, which changes constantly. Uh-huh. But uh, but usually when when people that are talking to each other in my family are talking to each other, it's laughing and eating and all that. So, um, uh, but I always wanted to try doing stand-up comedy. I, I uh, always liked, uh, you know, watching all the old variety shows back in the 70s, you know, Sonny and Cher, Flip Wilson, all those things. I always had a Comic-Con. I thought that was hilarious. So, uh, in uh, late 1982, I just graduated high school, and the family picked up and moved down to North Carolina. I knew nobody, and there was a comedy club with an open mic night, and I said, now's my chance. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you remember? Do you, do you still have your set that you did? Uh, I've got uh, early notes. Okay. I know that I completely sucked rubber donkey lungs the first time I went up on stage, because <laughs> I, I just... I, I just thought, yeah, yeah. Well, you just go up and you're a funny person. And you start talking and the people laugh. And no, apparently you have to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So so that first time I went up and uh, really 
um, you know, got, got the pity applause afterwards. Hey, come on. Yeah, this, it's, it's hard it's doing this. Time. Time. Leave it alone. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. thought, okay, yeah. Back I, when people that. were supportive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, yeah, I've got that out of my system now. I don't have to do that ever. Um, that was a mistake and everything. And then probably about three weeks later, I went back just to watch the open mic night. And one of the guys said, okay, you going up? Be allowed to go up again after that? <laughs> and uh, so I didn't go didn't go up on stage that night, but then I, I actually did preparation. And the second time I went up on stage, uh, I, I had an, an act-ish and got a couple laughs. And then it's just, yeah, you're hooked once you get that first, uh, first couple of laughs. So, um, yeah, so I, I, yeah, I, I, um, yeah, so I was in college at the time, so I was doing open mic nights most of the way through college. After about a year in, I didn't suck so much and could actually, uh, get some bookings and I started doing that. Cool. So, so like fast forward to, say like three years later where where kind of were you like how how fast was the move from open mic nights to um bookings and stuff like that okay uh i would say within a year and a half i was actually getting bookings um i think one of my first ones was uh, in blacksburg virginia the one uh, that uh where i actually had uh, had to audition and they said, yeah, we're going to send you to Blacksburg, Virginia, and Roanoke, and, and Richmond. Uh, were you playing for little... colleges? Uh, no, these were that... actual comedy clubs. And back, okay. uh, yeah, back early 80s, comedy clubs just kind of exploded. The okay. combination of uh, you know Steve Martin hit real big in the late 70s, Robin Williams, and then I think... Um... Who? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> It's that kind of uh, comment is why we don't have a Robin Williams anymore, young man. Yeah, it's, my, it's, it's like saying you don't believe in um, Tinkerbell and she dies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Eddie Murphy uh, hit in Saturday Night Live and then he came out with, um, uh, I forget whether it's Eddie Murphy Delirious or Eddie Murphy Raw, like a comedy special on HBO. And that was just, so good. Everybody went nuts for stand up comedy. And uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, about a year and a half in, uh, me and a friend of mine, Clayton Vaught, who was doing open mic nights, we drove to Richmond and uh, auditioned for a lady named Sandy DePerna. And uh, uh, we were good enough to um, get booked to do her small handful of clubs with real comedy. Yeah, real, real comedians <laughs> from all over. That's cool. So, um <clears throat> I mean, what what would you kind of say are some of the highlights of your career as a comedian, stand-up comedian? Um, in your opinion, I guess. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of them. Uh, yeah, I think the big things I, I got to uh, one time open for Michael Bolton. Uh, oh. This is back in the uh, in the early '90s uh, when he was the big shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it was uh, in Columbia, South Carolina, and it was about, uh, I want to say about a crowd of about 20,000 people. So, that, yeah, that was the big stage with the drums behind me. And, of course, yeah, they introduced me and they go, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Michael. And they go nuts. <laughs> and they go, giganti. You know, like, and they're like, oh, 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 oh. there's no guy yet. Yeah. <laughs> and then Michael back, Bolton, back when and, and then Michael. 
when they do comedians opened for music right Mm -hmm. and then when they do introduce michael they they had given the good applause to you so yeah like the first time around they were tired they're like all right we're not doing this again oh yeah yeah (laughs) i I went up there yeah people were on their feet yeah and it was all um yeah middle-aged women and <laughs> I, so you're I, like hey yeah <laughs> okay, I'm, not yet. I'm just you know this kid um no, I, I was about 30 years old at that that time um i i got to open for uh the righteous brothers one time which um <laughs> funny story there was um uh, it was it was a last minute deal that uh my friend todd yan who's going to be a guest on the show very soon and you Definitely, we want to see that one. He's very high energy, and uh, he, he was my best man, and uh, we're, we're like brothers, and we crack the hell out of each other. So that, that'll be a fun show. Uh, so he decided he didn't want to do it, and uh, and he had already been booked. So he made up an excuse. He called these people, so I, I can't do it. I'm sick and everything, but I, my friend Mike can do it. He's available. So this guy calls me and says, okay, drive down. It's Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, drive down here, you know, uh, if your girlfriend or wife, uh, wants to come, we'll have a ticket for her. And, uh, so, um, so I had a wife at the time and it was Cosmo's mother, my only wife I've ever had. I was going to say, <laughs> the one I was going to say, wait, yeah. wait, I don't, I don't, I'm not as familiar with your family history. Is this yeah. Cosmo's mom? <laughs> no, only one wife. Uh, and, uh, so he says, uh, you drive down, uh, he told us where the stage door is and everything. He says, uh, at, uh, drop your wife off at the front and there'll be a ticket waiting for her. And, the, and, uh, uh, and then you can come to the stage door. It, it's a red door in the back. It's unlocked. Just go in there, tell them who you are. Everything will be fine. Yeah. And they'll, they'll come get me. So I, I do that. And I had to park maybe three blocks away. So I get out of the car, start walking to the stage door. The skies open up. Torrential rain. I go run into the stage portal. Thank God they're leaving this thing open. And I get there and it's locked. So I'm pounding on the door and everything. So by the time somebody opens the door, I, I am just drenched. And it, it may be half hour before it's just go on stage. The guy goes, oh, I'm sorry. We never locked this. I don't know what's going on. He goes, so yeah. Did you bring a change of clothes? I'm like, no, this was it. Yeah. I um At the time, uh, I, I was always wearing black jeans and a bright red button shirt just something that was going to capture the uh a, a focal point and everything so they go oh let me see if i can find you some clothes or something because yeah you, know, you can't go on stage soaking wet so he goes he, he comes back with um like a garment bag he had borrowed um one of the righteous brothers uh stage <laughs> stage not costumes but one of his stage suits that he was not going to be wearing that night so you know, bill medley from the yeah. You know, I had the time of my life you know, from uh, uh, Dirty Dancing. Yeah, that guy. Um, so it was uh, a kind of like a powder blue tuxedo. <laughs> so I decided I'm not going to wear the jacket. I think I'll just wear the, the powder blue uh, pants with the satin stripe down the side and, <laughs> and, and, and the ruffly shirt. So, uh, and you know, so I'm there and I'm, I'm, I'm towel looking drying like, my hair. Looking like Thomas Jefferson out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm towel drying my hair in, in, uh, in, you know, in, in the dressing room with these paper towels I'm pulling out and everything. Had a lot more hair at the time. Um, I'll, uh, at some point I'm, I'll, I'll share my, 
promo shot. Uh, <laughs> which I'm is kind of see this. <laughs> to see this. Uh, I finally get <laughs> somewhat presentable. Just, uh, meanwhile, Teresa, my wife, is out in the audience uh, sitting down, and uh, Cosmo will tell you. And, and Richie, you know her as well. Uh, she has never met a stranger. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, she strikes up a conversation with anybody who comes into her line of vision. So, yeah, the, this whole section. And it's, and it's it, not like a short conversation either. <laughs> no, no, yeah, she, she's a very bright, happy, open person. People take to her very well and everything. Yeah. And uh, so she was, yeah, my, well, my my husband is going to be the opening act. He's the comedian. And, uh, and you know, really, and she's talking to everybody. So by the, by the time they're introducing me, there's this whole section. I've got a fan club. Yeah. Hey, Teresa's husband. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Introduce me. She's expecting to see me. And yeah. And, uh, and, and, yeah, Black 30 year old, uh, somewhat hip comedian clothes. And here I come, I come out with the, uh, <laughs> look. <laughs> yeah, my hair is still kind of wet, plastered down. And, you know, I've got the fluffy shirt. And she, and, and she just remembers saying, what the fuck is he wearing? <laughs> and people are like, yeah, yeah. And but uh, luckily, the, sh- the show went really well and everything. And uh, they-, they had a clothes dryer in the back. So um, she could return the suit. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, could, I actually got to call Medley and thank him for this for this lovely outfit and uh, and everything. So, um, yeah, so they told me where, where Teresa was sitting. By this time, I had my regular clothes back on, and I go walk, and I sit down, and people are looking at me like, okay, so you chose to dress like that? <laughs> <laughs> you had this? It you was had part this of it. nice outfit, and you chose to wear yeah, the, the prom tux, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that, that was a very, very long uh, answer to that question. But, uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah, th- those were kind of some of the big highlights and everything but yeah there's uh yeah i got to uh meet a lot of people who are are famous now i uh very good friends with carrot top when uh when he was uh working the same clubs i did (laughs) um yeah he was just starting out he came out of nowhere blew up big real quick i uh wrote for him yeah yeah. uh, i did some writing for jay leno uh and uh for dennis miller i actually uh Never met Dennis Miller. I just submitted a joke to a contest they were having on uh, on Prodigy. Okay, this is like before AOL. There was this thing called Prodigy, and they said, yeah. "Yeah, see, see if you're funny enough to write for Dennis Miller." So I, I end up getting this check for like twenty five bucks. <laughs> wow. Um, and uh, yeah, before he got the Tonight Show, I, I remember in Raleigh, North Carolina, in the Comedy Condo, which was. Um, You'll hear lots of stories about comedy condos on this podcast. Uh, it's just a condo that the comedy club rents, so they're not paying for hotels. And it's usually a little shithole and, uh, and everything. So uh, I'm there one time. Jay Leno comes in to watch football with the other comics because he was going to be there you know, working that night. Uh, and he was famous then, but he wasn't Jay Leno you know, to the rest of the country. I have several weird connections to Jay Leno. But none of them are like very direct. But you're not, you're not the only person in my life who's like one link away from like, <laughs> like Jay Leno. Jay Leno. <laughs> so that's like a weird, uh, you're, yeah, uh, weird, weird. Uh, I accidentally opened for Jerry Seinfeld one time. Um, 
in that story. I'll, I'll tell on another podcast. It was, yeah, I, I was not even supposed to be on the show, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, and here's your first act. Oh, shit, okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just uh, made a lot of really good friends, um, and as a result of that, several times I got to be the really cool dad. Um, uh, Cosmo has always been a big Brian Regan fan, a big Christopher Titus fan. And I was uh, good friends with both of them. So uh, one time, geez, had to be going back about 10, 12 years now. Yeah, in, and in I said, hey, mm-hmm. guess, uh, guess what? We're going to see uh, Brian Regan and we're going backstage to meet him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's then, super cool. And then Titus, um, one, of the ta- one of the times a couple of years ago um, when he came through uh, Richmond, he, uh, you, you got to up for him didn't you yeah and actually the time before that you were away at college that's right and then you know we I were still have talking you do you yeah <laughs> i said yeah, listen yeah my son cosmo loves you let's think i gave him my phone could you give him a call he's at college and everything so cosmo is working and he just saw it, you know, dad calling and he didn't answer the phone so titus left in this message like yeah listen here young man when your father answer, calls you you answer <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So then the following year you were, you were home. Um, and, uh, he came back through and asked me to open for him because I had been doing a couple of open mics. You know, I hadn't done comedy in a while and I thought this was going to be great because, uh, neither Cosmo or his brother Max had never seen me on stage before. Yeah. And, uh, it had been probably a good 10 years since I had seen me on stage before. Yeah, I think the only other time that I had really seen you was the VHS that we had. Yeah, that's right. I'm, that was the only other thing. That, yeah. And it had me rolling. I was, I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. So. And the only other time I remember you you were a toddler and uh, mom brought you to the comedy club in Charlotte. And, um, and when I went up on stage, apparently you were very upset that I was, you know, I wasn't supposed to be up there and you're sent the whole time. <laughs> no, daddy. No, no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> if you, you, um, you, have you converted that VHS to digital yet? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I, if, I, I want to. My, da- my dad does a lot of that and I'm going to go visit here, visit him here in a couple of weeks. If you want to give that to Cosmo, I, okay. can take, I can take it up and get it ripped for you and get it get it on a DVD or digital or however you want it. All right. And, uh, and yeah, I, I definitely want to do that. Um, but it, the funny thing about that tape is, um, it was like a local cable access channel came yeah. out and taped the show. This is at, uh, at punchline comedy club, great crowd and everything. They, um, was working with a guy named killer bees and, <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, I was, his act was he opened a beehive on stage and everyone yeah. ran. <laughs> he was so like Gallagher. After the show. Yeah, it, was, it was like Gallagher, but with bees. I think I was engaged to Cosmo's mom at the time. And they, they'd come and tape the show like on Thursday night. And then Friday afternoon, um, uh, the, the person from the TV station came to the hotel and in the lobby interviewed both of us. And um, it was really weird because, okay, Teresa was there. She was standing off camera. Um, Killer Bees was, uh, at the time, kind of a dog. So he was, like, hitting on Teresa while I'm on the uh, oh, uh, on, on the interview. And you watch this interview, and this woman was, like, 
hitting on me. <laughs> so it's like this really horrible, uncomfortable interview. I, I, I haven't been able to watch it because it was it was just such an awkward thing, and and it goes on forever. It, it, the interview itself is probably like fifteen minutes, and oh uh, and the whole time I'm going, that son of a bitch is over there hitting on my girlfriend, and <laughs> but. I, I will I will take you up on that offer because I, I do want to get that on uh, on something a little more permanent. I'm, yeah, I'm going up in about uh, in about three weeks. We're going up, so if you can get it to Cosmo in that time, and he can get it to me, I can get I can get that stuff ripped for you, and I'll have my dad make sure I'll, I'll make sure all that stuff set up before we go. Okay, and you can laugh at the interview if you want. You can. Oh, I'm going to. I plan on. <laughs> He's definitely gonna watch it before you. Oh, I'm I'm going to be watching it absolutely. <laughs> but. Uh, Cool. That, that'll be great. I appreciate that. Absolutely. And um, so, uh, yeah, with, with this podcast, I've, I, what I plan to do is, yeah, there's just so many um, my old friends I'm still in touch with. And uh, you know how it is. Uh, sometimes things are so much funnier when a certain person is there. You know, like I, I always think um, my, yeah. my cousin, Eugene, um, you know, things would happen at family events and everything. And it got funnier if Eugene was there, even if Eugene wasn't saying or doing anything, just the fact that he also was there witnessing it. And you knew you know, that laugh was coming <laughs> and everything. Um, uh, some of the best times working as a touring comic or even just as an open micer um, is after the show, everybody you know, would go to a Waffle House or a diner or something like that and just, you know, have a late night meal in heavy meal before you go to bed because you're young and invincible. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, post post Rocky horror. We did, we did, uh, (laughs) we would do Denny's. And one time we got one time, usually in and out 45 minutes in Denny's, no big deal. There was one time we sat down at Denny's at three, three 30 AM. And we left Denny's when the sun was up at eight because of just how long it took them to get back around to us. Um, (laughs) It came out of that Denny's a changed man, a changed person. <laughs> I used to um, I used to work at a bar until like like three four o'clock in the morning, and and we would always like leave after closing and go straight over to Waffle House. And my house, my apartment was like a block away, uh, a block away and across the street from this Waffle House. So, like, I would just, like, hitch a ride over there and then just drunkenly stumble home because I worked at a bar. And, uh, and, and so, like, there was one time where I, I remember I went all the way, I got all the way up to my front door and then was like, where the heck is my wallet? And I'm like, shit. It's like, did I leave my wallet at work? And I was like, no, I definitely paid for my Waffle House. I need to go back to so I had to like walk like a mile back to Waffle House to get my wallet. Oh, oh man. And it was like it was like six o'clock in the morning by the time I actually got to bed. Man. Yeah, so it was th- those late night thing or just you know, uh stories among the comics, you know, passing stories about what happened to you the week before and so forth. Um or if you ever watch Jerry Seinfeld's comedians and cars getting coffee, you know, that that's sort yeah. of thing. Um, and that was lots of fun and just, um, yeah, a lot of great stories there. Um, probably 
about six years ago, Cosmo went down to Charlotte with me. Uh, no, I was going down to pick you up to drink, bring you back to Richmond. Yeah. And went went to a get together with some of my old comedy friends. And I remember you really enjoyed it because there was a lot of the stories you'd, you know, the dead stories you've heard a bunch of times, but hearing it, hearing it from different people, different which people was kind of it made it made it actually. Yeah, okay, that actually did happen, and <laughs> yeah. plus more color commentary about it. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really entertaining, and that that's why I was when you said something about starting this podcast, I was like, yeah, you should definitely do that because yeah. that would be really funny. <laughs> and uh, and I, I want to kind of branch it out because um, you know, like the people that worked at the clubs, um, you know, would would hang out with the comics, and so there, you know, that. Yeah. That was kind of a circle there, so I'm in touch with a lot of people from uh, my home club in, in Charlotte and uh, different club owners and everything. So it was uh, at the time, you know, you couldn't go to a medium to large size city without there being several comedy clubs. There, you know, you, people weren't going to see live music at that time. You know, it kind of goes in waves and everything. So you know, comedy was the thing. Awesome. Nothing's and, changed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so it, it was kind of a rock and roll lifestyle for those of us that were in it at the time. I mean, there's strip clubs in Charlotte I could walk into and, you know, not pay cover, get free drinks. And, yeah, wow. <laughs> everybody would be, hey, Mike, how are you? Yeah, well, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I hope uh, people take to it. And uh, I know a couple of the comedians I've talked to who are lined up to do it are very excited about it. So um, I think, uh, and hoping it's going to be very enjoyable. I, I, I am definitely excited for it. Um, just to one, what we were saying, like hearing other people's sides of the same stories I've heard all my life. And then also just kind of a behind the scenes look at just kind of the industry is, yeah. would be kind of cool. And just kind of like seeing it from, like street level, I guess, um, mm-hmm. to kind of like see is like, oh, hear about what the people that were working in these clubs were uh, were doing at this time, right. or what, like the stories they remember of different comedians doing different stuff or something exactly. like that. Yeah, yeah, I've got stories about Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Chris Titus, uh, Christopher sure. Titus. Uh, we, we we did several tours together. Um, the way they structured a lot of these tours at the time, if, if, if a town wasn't big enough to have a full time, like five day a week comedy club, what they would do is just like have uh, Friday and Saturday shows. And then they would book little comedy nights at different holiday inns, bars and everything in towns nearby. So, you know, you, you hit three or four small towns and then you'd hit you know, the real comedy club on the weekend. So it was a lot of hanging out with the person. It was um yeah, you'd meet somebody on a Monday, and yeah, they were instantly your best friend because you know they. You're about to spend a week together. Yeah, you're spending a week <laughs> together and everything. Working yeah. and doing your bits, absolutely. Yeah. And, and sometimes, yeah, it, it was true. All of a sudden, you just absolutely clicked with this person, and then yeah, they wanted to work with you every chance they got, and and so forth. And uh, and other times, you you put up with the other person. Sometimes you absolutely hated the person. I was gonna ask. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because put a beep in. Can you say the name for me? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that, that that just reminds me of like uh, I, I know I think Patton Oswalt does a bit about um 
working with like a um a a, com- a com- comedic magician at the time <laughs> and and how like <laughs> they they thought they were like big shots because it's like it's like if you if you weren't super good at comedy you should learn a magic trick if you weren't mm-hmm. if you were really good at magic tricks uh, you should learn a dick joke or two yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I um, yeah, I worked with a a number of like variety acts, uh, you know, jugglers, uh, magicians, and ventriloquists. I have not ever met a ventriloquist that was not insane. It tracks, it tracks. Yeah, I, I'm going to um, I, I, I'm, I know of one, and I'm not going to say his name because um. Uh, because I want to use that that one as my excuse if I ever talk to another one. Yeah, yeah. That one was you, just between you and oh, me. Oh, yeah, definitely. It was the, definitely <laughs> yeah. the one you're talking to, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, one guy had, uh, uh, instead of like a human dummy, it was this bird. And, yeah, oh. he, he did a very good job and everything, but um, he was overshadowed by the bird, by, by the duck. <laughs> and to the point where like he did people would invite us to parties after the show and everything and like nah, nah, I'm, not gonna to come. Go. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. come yeah and i finally got him to uh you know why, why don't you ever go, go to any of these parties with us and everything's well you know people always want me you know at, always want to talk about the duck and everything i say so you so you don't have a social life because you're <laughs> you're duck you're is jealous of a little duck. <laughs> <laughs> just leave, just leave him at home. <laughs> it's like it's like Bruce Wayne can't go out in Gotham because everyone just wants to talk about Batman all the time. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, so we're we're gonna have fun with it, and um, uh, uh, I've got. Uh, you know, several guests lined up for the next couple of weeks, and I'm trying to get some uh, some name people um, to come on, which I think will be fun. Uh, and I'm going to do uh, a couple episodes, you know, deal, uh, talking to like the waitresses from the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina, at the time. It was you know one of the, the big clubs, and uh, there was yeah a lot of waitresses came and went, but there was this core group that you know was there from day one until they opened, and uh, <clears throat> great ladies and um, and they've seen some shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. uh, usually, yeah, like I, I was never big for, um, yeah, hitting on the with the waitresses at my home club, uh, with with a few exceptions. Uh, so, so I, I think uh, they'll be pretty kind to me about that when we discuss all that. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure every comedian that came through, yeah, some of these girls had to punch in the face or <laughs> beat oh, off yeah. with a stick something and uh hey, watch that phrasing good... watch that phrasing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everybody has their kink some people like it done with <laughs> oh man well i i for one am definitely excited for this and uh Obviously, this has been you. yeah this has been fun to interview you and to kind of give a a nice trailer for your uh for your new podcast yeah, well, well, thank you for doing this because uh, it, it is good to have the the interviewer rather than <laughs> be here going. And then I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need single-handedly. To have, 
We need to have you back on during a week where we all hate the book so we can do like just like some of the (laughs) some of the just like more organic banter. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I I did uh, I did an episode of your uh, podcast, which is gonna be airing soon. And hopefully. um, yeah. yeah, within the next couple of weeks. It, it's probably going to be the beginning of November. Okay, cool. So, Cool. And yeah, uh, yeah so that, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I think uh, probably my first um, uh, real episode, episode one, is probably with a good friend of mine, Vin Montello, who um, uh, had, had a podcast of his own. He's into marketing and creative marketing and all that, but... Uh, we we were down in the trenches together. We um, there, there there's some stories there, <laughs> and uh, and just just a real good guy. And uh, uh, his path after comedy has been really interesting as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you so much for having us. Oh, thank thank you for being had. Yes. And so, um, yeah, we'll wrap this up and uh, give a, a plug for your podcast while we're at it. Okay. Well, um, we're, we are Richie and Cosmo from the Comically Late Podcast. We talk about comic books and all things nerd-related. Yeah, it's like yeah. nerd-related. <laughs> yeah, I think we're we're slowly just, like, branching out eventually into just, like, all nerd Nerddom. Yeah, media sure. in general. <laughs> and uh, But, yeah, we just talk about that weekly. Um and we occasionally play a, D&D too. So we do yep. occasionally play D&D. We uh, I I host um, our D&D games and um, and we record them for your listening pleasure. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's an interesting listen because yeah, I know uh, Cosmo you were an art major in yeah. college and Richie I think were you an English major? Advertising. Or? Advertising. Okay. Because it's funny to listen to it every once in a while. You guys will talk about a comic book you said and then you know, what'd you think? And it's, it's immediately, uh, you know, Richie goes, well, I thought the story was really good. And Cosmo goes, yeah, but the art sucked. It's in this position that humans can't do. You can see her butt and her boobs at the same time. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's doing yeah, yoga. That's usually, that's usually how things go. One of us really likes it and one of us hates it, or we both really that's like it. That's like really how it goes every really time. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the one that really cracked me up a couple weeks ago, I think, uh, is the Gotham City Sirens one. Yeah. And you both just hated it. Yeah, we both thought it was <laughs> Spent five, five minutes going, yeah, this really wasn't good. Yeah, well, why, did, why, why did this happen? Why did it happen? So what are you up to? And <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 45 minutes of nothing about the comic book. By the, by the time we get around to reading the comic book or recording the episode, sometimes we've already spent time reading the comic and getting notes together. And by the time we say our little bit, I'm like, I'm done. I'm ready to move on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Well, thank you again for joining. And uh, and they're also coaching me on how to you know physically do a podcast everything so um uh so thank you for the help with that and um of course probably uh, i'd like to have you guys back on another time sometimes when we have other guests because it might be fun to have uh have sound yeah i will come on the show anytime uh, <laughs> literally <definitely>. anytime <laughs> Alrighty, so this has been the thanks i'm all i'm gonna try saying that again you Uh-oh. guys can show me how to work Uh-oh. the editing <laughs> yeah this has been 
Thanks. I'm here all week, the comedy podcast. I'm Mike Giganti, uh, your host, and we will be seeing you again soon. And uh, thank you for joining us. Woohoo! Awesome. <laughs>